Don't forget to check out the Hockey Podcast Network's newest affiliate, NHLShop.com. That's right, the official NHL merchandise page. Right now, they're giving 20% off orders over 25 bucks with code NHLICE25. Also, if you use our link that we're going to tweet out after this episode, you can help support us and the other hosts at the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to Offside by a Mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, another week, another quarantine episode. Things are things are getting better up here, at least. Well, sorry, getting better as an opening. Like Brett got to golf twice this week. Yeah, we Lucky got the guy. golf courses open now, which is a good sign. <clears throat> uh, Jared and Tyler here as usual. Hello. Uh, Guest-free Avalanche Hockey Talk episode only. Watch wow. out. Yeah, it's been a while since we uh, sat down, just the two of us, mm-hmm. without any guests, and just uh, chatted some abs and such. Uh, we are getting closer to the John Scott June 1st deadline. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, hey, man, the way, the way things are trending, it definitely... Uh, I don't know if he actually had inside knowledge, but, like... The phase two is supposed to be at the end of May kind of thing for the NHL. It's just like it's it's getting there. Like there's right. so many so many rumors about teams that are offering their arenas for the the four four location uh division games and stuff and like the return to play and yep. all that. And it's just like, man, there's a uh I don't there's just there's just a lot of moving parts that seem to be going in the way of returning to sports. Yeah, for sure. We, the three of us, watched the UFC fights last night. Hell yeah. That took a hit on Friday with one of the UFC fighters being tested positive for corona. Yeah, Ronaldo Souza. Yeah, Jacare. Yeah, he goes by Jacare, whatever. Yeah. But Souza and two of his cornermen had corona, so they got pulled from the fight. Oh, two of his cornermen too? Oh, I didn't know that. Two of his cornermen had it. Uh, they were all asymptomatic, which okay. makes it even worse because it's just like they think they're healthy. Yeah. Uh, like there was so many videos and stuff that came out of like Souza freaking fist bumping Dana White mm-hmm. and then fist bumping Watterson who then hugged Dana White and just like. Yeah. Fuck. It's just that's the slippery slope that you get with returning to anything right now. And if you're not mm-hmm. going to be quarantined outside of the events you're holding, you're just asking for that to happen yeah which is again which is one of the things one of the concerns that's being brought up with the return to play and it's just like how are the hockey players going to deal with being quarantined from their families and all this stuff and i think even uh if like if anybody was following twitter the blue notes podcast they tweeted something along the lines of like st louis was offering up st louis for a host venue but then there was also rumors that st louis wouldn't be allowed to play there They'd, ha- they'd ship them somewhere else to play. And it's just like, it seems ridiculous. But at the same time, 
how much easier is it is how much easier is it to quarantine yourself when you're not at home right like it's a lot easier to be forced to a hotel forced into a hotel stay eat in the hotel you yeah. know do everything you're going to do inside one hotel room and the hockey arena plus be provided everything that you need right if your family's not an hour away or 20 minutes away yeah, or family and friends right? and whatnot it's and it's I'm, not like you know like at that point all of those people would be tested obviously so like you'd think that like the teammates would probably be able to hang out because for sure they're gonna be rubbing up against each other anyway and that was so. it was one of the things we talked about all night last night right like with the ufc going back and us seeing what live sports could be without fans after this the ufc did have an event with without fans at the very tail end before everybody canceled everything mm -hmm. and it was weird so we'd already seen it but like they didn't go to the extent of like wearing masks like they did this time. But at the same time, it's very odd that all of these guys were wearing masks when they were all tested and they were all negative that were there. And like Joe Rogan even said it. He's like, they wanted me to interview guys post fight from like another room. Yeah. Rather than in the ring, right up with them and all this stuff. And it's just like it, it is very odd to me that you're gonna go to the to the extent of testing everyone, but then you're also gonna treat everyone as if they have it or could be carrying it. And it was just odd. And then you could see some of the corner guys that just didn't give a shit. Like there yeah, was had it half off or had it, yeah, had on. it not on or had it half off or whatever. Because, and like yeah, at that then, point it's like obviously the fighters just didn't have anything on. Which whatever, like obviously it's not you can't punch. <laughs> Can you imagine with fighting on. with a damn mask on? Just, oh, yeah. oh, he knocked his mask off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's bleeding. We gotta, we gotta end the fight. Sanitize. Right. It's it's just like it's stuff like that. It's obviously it's not a perfect system especially with a combat sport like fighting but again we got to see it it was very odd to me again another one of the weird things was like the three guys that were calling the fights were separated themselves yeah and it's just like like i understand you're trying to minimize the spread and stuff but like you've tested everyone everybody's negative like i know there's like that incubation period that you know you could have it but you're not gonna test positive for it and mm -hmm. all that stuff mm -hmm. so like there's that like little bit of risk but I, I don't know it was just it was just kind of odd i wonder yeah who knows even like who enforced those rules like it could have been yeah. the government like who knows though because like, like florida's but the weird part is like you have the cornermen that are all like within like the whole the whole three or four guys in the corner are all within like six feet of each other like oh, yeah. like They're all of them are in a right? six foot bubble like yeah. right so it's just like it's it's just odd. It was it was interesting to watch. Obviously, everybody's gonna deal with this different. Everybody's gonna have their own ideas on how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But hockey again, it's a combat sport. But it's a combat sport with instead of two guys in the ring or three, I guess if you're on a ref, um, you have it's a lot higher 12. concentration. Yeah, actually, I saw a tweet somewhere. I think it was like a goalie guild tweet or something, and it was like a goalie pictured, and it was like I already social distance. Just being a goalie, you're yeah, always yeah, by yourself. Sitting by myself. I laughed a little bit. In my home. But yeah, it's, it's again, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, I'd assume we're getting closer to them trying to get something going. It's kind of like how the but NFL it, is kind of announced, like, you know, get your plan together and everything yeah. to every team. So you know that it is moving. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think the UFC is, you know, kind of obviously like the pioneer here because they have another fight here coming up on wednesday yeah which is man is it, uh, it's like it's wednesday saturday so or good. something again? it's so good to have sports back yeah i think it's i think there's two in the next week yeah and um, then i think like 
obviously this is not everybody's cup of tea, but I think NASCAR is coming back too. Like coming back. I think they have four races in 11 days or See, something. NASCAR is another one that's probably a lot more doable. Yeah. Well, just it's not a contact sport, thankfully. Yeah. Right. So it's, everybody's pretty much social distance. You better hope that they don't get too close together. <laughs> but, right, like, you think it's just the race car drivers, but you have the pit crews when the pit yeah, crews are always together, right? And that's, Pit crews, emergency crews, and yeah. all that. So it's like, there are still people that are part of that that are not going to be able to social distance and stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, and again, too, with racing, like, it, it's all easy to plan for until somebody is in an accident. Like, somebody crashes, and now all of a sudden it's, like, emergency time, right? Yeah, like, like the one that we just saw, what... Like uh, Newman almost died, right? Like, yeah. uh, no, I'm not saying like you're probably we're probably not going to see that. You don't see many yeah. NASCAR accidents escalate to that extent, <laughs> but at the same time, you still have to plan for it, right? And that's yeah. where it gets crazy. And uh, like, I think I think hockey is relatively um safe, quote unquote, for like the top of the line uh, injuries, right? Like. You know, you're gonna break a leg, you're gonna twist, you're gonna blow a knee, whatever. Like that's not, it's not life threatening. Yeah. Obviously, we saw Jay Bowmeister this year, but like, again, yeah. it's another one of those things that's so rare. Like, you don't necessarily have to plan for like the absolute worst case scenario, but right, you still have to have some sort of plan. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it, it's gonna be super interesting to see how, how they can deal with all this because it's, it's, again, one of the things that you need to worry about is, what if one guy gets it on a team? Right, like we saw it in the fight in the UFC fights last night. Right, Jacare gets Corona or gets tested positive for Corona. That means he's not fighting. That also means his opponent's not fighting. Well, yeah. and, and his team's not showing up, and then the other team's not showing up. Right. Well, for hockey, it's just like okay, this guy has it. Well, that whole team now has to, in theory, get quarantined. Yeah. Right, and it's just like That's it's not it's as simple. Be done very, very carefully. It's not as simple as just testing everyone and hoping yeah. it's all good, right? So it's everybody will have to get tested. Everybody will have to be quarantined. And then at the same time as that, like, everybody that's in association with them has to be quarantined and all this stuff. So it's just, like, there's going to be so much work that gets done behind the scenes. And then it's the question, too, like, we were kind of suggesting, Brett and I, last night while we were watching the fights, it's just, like, the referees for the UFC fights last night were probably quarantined or not probably not quarantined, but they were probably um, in the same grouping. Right. So like um, just, just the way, just the way they refed Cause there was the one ref that did one fight last night and then Herb Dean and the other two did two each. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, they're all probably segregated together. Right. Like that, that cell probably where, the hockey is going to be like that too, but it's probably going to be a case of like each series will be set like in one cell. Right. So like you'll probably have it set. So like, you know, they'll be in the same hotel. They'll have the same cooking staff. They'll have the same, you know, not necessarily workout staff or doctors, but like they'll have, they'll have the same access to everything so that it's just like that one cell. Cause it's like a designated. Yeah. Cause it will. Yeah. If you have it, like if you have it, so say, say the whole series thing at the same hotel. Well, if one team gets it, then you have to assume that like maybe their chefs got it or their chefs gave it to them or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well if that crew of chefs or crew of cook staff or whatever was feeding, say the avalanche and they were feeding the St. Louis blues and they were feeding, every other central division team that was 
at say St. Louis. Well, what the hell now, right? Yeah. So it's just like I feel like everybody is going to be selled off like that, so that like at worst <laughs> case you can kind of just cut off the one head and just you know hopefully you can quarantine for two weeks and it's all good. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Like it's just there's so much up in the air, and and then on top of this you have. Everybody who, everybody and their dog who wants to have some sort of conspiracy right now. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's a lot of them out there. So um, it's, just, it's crazy, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you'd think that also, like, pre, you know, startup here again, like, everybody's going to probably, I mean, everybody's probably pretty much been quarantined anyway, all players and staff and everything. But, but like, even pre getting back it's probably going to be like a huge length of time where everybody's literally going to be like you can't see anybody but your teammates and everything well that's like that's the thing right i bet you there's going to be a two-week training camp yeah and it'll kind of that's going to be that buffer that's going to be the buffer window yeah. where they're literally going to be quarantined together they're going to live in the same building they're going to live in a bus that goes from that building there the hotel or whatever they're staying at to the practice facility yeah. and back the yeah. gym whatever the hell they go that's they're all going to be together the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then you'll probably get, te you probably get tested going in and you probably get tested going out. Yeah. And if everything's fine, then you should be good. But then again, it's the case of the outside factors that pff, you never know. The, uh, yeah, exactly. Again, we're still looking at Who like knows? the U S having like over a million active cases. Right. And it's just like, it doesn't, it, yeah, it's gonna... in, in, a, in a country of 300 and whatever, 80 million or whatever the hell it is. It's like, it's a, it's not a very high percentage, but it's still huge. Like that's a crazy number. Yeah. So it's it's just it's it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be the, the the other thing that sucks about this for the NHL and any sports or venue or any sports league is not only is it not going to be easy. It's going to take a lot of money just to get back playing and trying to deal with all of this. But it's not going to be for the profit that they expect. Oh, like that that it close, normally would be right. Like eh? it's it's not even. Like, yeah, they're going to make some money, but they're not going to make what normally would be expected with like gate a, and stuff, like, like with tickets and... Very minor fraction. Yeah, I think that was a thing, too. I think all, all almost all the NHL teams had until, like, the end of this week or something to get ticket refund packages, like, to their um, fans, which is crazy. That's, like, that's, that's a lot of money, so too. That's so much money that they either have to give back. Like, I know a lot of teams I was hearing are trying to get them to roll the money into next year's tickets and stuff. Yeah, like, we'll give you tickets next yeah. year. And, like, I think – I can't remember what team, but I think they were offering, like, if you rolled your money forward, it was they were going to donate to some, like, charity or whatever mm. that was dealing with Corona. And, Which, I mean, I'm, I'm sure probably a lot of fans will take that option. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, why not? Yeah, well, I mean, I can't imagine if you're an Avs fan, you're going to give up your season tickets for next year. Yeah. You have to be insane. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> right? So it's Could just... Could be a pretty good team here. Yeah. It's uh, it's nuts. It's just like there's just so much up in the air, right? And but it's... yeah, like watching the fights last night and like, you know, like almost an eerie, like I, Joe was kind of saying, right? It's like, it's just eerie in here. But it was super interesting, and it really made me think about hockey without fans and everything, and like how interesting that's going to be. You're gonna hear all the communication between like the goalie to like the coach, the guys on the bench. You're gonna hear everybody. Somebody is gonna be on dropping half, f bombs. Dude. I think somebody's <laughs> gonna have to be on a bleep button. In a it's hurry. like on the ESPN feed, right? Like the yeah, the, the prelims, prelims yeah. like bleeping it out every once in a while. 
It's like, oh, is, shit, I can't swear on here. Oh, shit, I swore. Oh, damn. Oh, oh. fuck, I just fucking swore <laughs> fucking again. Shit. <laughs> so funny. But, like, it's going to be like that because guys are still going to chirp. Oh, yeah. And they might, have, they might have to watch their mouth a little bit more now. Doughty. Oh, yeah, you're not in. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's just it's it's going to be interesting. My thought about the fans last night was the fact that, like, do I – is it better with fans? 100 and 50% yes. Yeah. However, is it better watching no watching a live sport with no fans versus not watching it? A thousand percent yep. yes, right? Like it's it's it, kind of cool, man. Like it it, it, was it wasn't it wasn't bad. It's like the one the one dude um, he's like uh Anik right at, at the end. Is it is that his name? Uh the host guy, Josh Anik. Oh, no, no. Uh so the, what's the one fighter who is he fighting? He was fighting uh Oh, the dude who broke his foot. Oh. And he was like telling me, or he's like, yeah, I heard DC saying I need to check some leg kicks. And I did that. It's like he could hear DC. Yeah. Well, and then water commentating this whole fight. Was it Watterson that said the same thing too, or something after the fight, like saying they could hear. Right. And like, they were talking about it after the fights and they were like, you know, obviously that's not going to be an issue with hockey. Well, no, cause you won't have the guy between the benches anyway. So it yeah. won't matter. Yeah. Um, they would never hear anything. They wouldn't hear, but like, we we were talking about it after, and Joe and like the crew was talking about it after the fights, and it's like, yeah, normally speaking, you're not going to hear the commentary crew over the fans, uh, but at the same time, if that fighter is getting their information from Joe Rogan, Daniel Cormier, and then Josh Anik or John Anik, John, John, I, Anik, John, yeah, yeah. Uh, if that fighter is in the ring getting their information from them. And not their coaches. Their coaches should be fired. Yeah, that's what I immediately thought of too. I'm like, so your your coaches, coaches, your coaches weren't telling you to like the check same. The lake they weren't telling you the same thing that Daniel Cormier was telling you. That's, yeah. He's just like it's, it's stuff yeah. like that where it's just like if there's gonna be an issue with listening to the commentary guys, then there's an issue with listening to your coaches. Yeah, and it's just like that. If that ever becomes a thing where they're like, oh no no, we can't have our commentators that close to the booth. It's just like. What yeah, is whatever. happening in this sport? Hey, and if if you're actually gonna like hear that and like recognize what he's saying, I mean, all power to you, buddy. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, the coaches on either side of the ring should be saying the same shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's just which like, is it was super cool to hear. Yeah, you the could... one. What's the one guy too? Uh, oh man, I'm so bad with names. But the one guy literally talking to his corner. Yeah. The whole time. Like, yeah, yeah, boss, gotcha, gotcha. Bang. Like, like having a conversation with him. Like, yo, throw the jab and then the right. He's like, okay, gotcha. Boom, boom. <laughs> like, okay. That was pretty funny. Um, Interesting. What was I saying? Oh, uh, Anik, at the end of the fights, they were just chatting and they were asking, like, they were kind of talking about whether or not they liked the fans there. And Anik said something along the lines of, like, I normally use the fans as a performance enhancer, so there was a little bit of times that were difficult for that, which yeah, 100%. And I think that's going to be the issue with everyone going back. Is uh, We've all joked about it. We've all said it a million times. Like, How hard would it be to play in front of 5,000 fans in Florida? Right? Like, And we've all joked and laughed about it. It's yeah. true. And how hard is it going to be to play in front of nobody? It's like, going to be weird. Legitimately nobody. Not 5,000 people. Nobody. Yeah. Darkness, most likely. Like, they're not going to have lights up there. It'll be the normal arena lights and just to make it look better on TV, right? And it's just like, 
Yeah, it's that's going to be the hardest part. How do you get up for a game? Yes, it's going to be playoffs. Nobody but... has home ice advantage. <sighs> no, it's just ice. That's <laughs> so. That's the other one. Like we were kind of talking. Like it's probably not going to be super weird for hockey. It's going to be super weird for football. Super yeah, weird, you, especially if you think about like the... all of the events that are going around and entertainment that's going around. Yeah, like cheerleaders, all of that. That too. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guess you don't need cheerleaders. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But yeah, right? Like, it. Ho- uh, football is such a... And yes, there's hockey teams that have the crowd advantage. Like, I'm not discounting that. But, like, football, it's such a, like, you're allowed when your defense is on the field. That is football to a T. That is everywhere. Like, yeah. Seattle, right? Like, they're... Seattle, Green Bay, you know, like, the teams that just... Always, that's just what they're known for. Mm-hmm. That's just out, like that's just not gonna happen. Yeah, you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear uh, Tom Brady with his Omaha chat uh, <laughs> call like <laughs> yeah. way louder, right? Like it's just it's gonna be so weird. And again, it's gonna be way better than nothing, but it's also not gonna be the same. Yeah, and that's which is what's gonna be so weird. Like for hopefully the Avs, but whoever wins the cup. Just imagine, like, you can't have your celebration with, like, the fans in the ring. Yeah, just circling around the rink with the cup. Woo! Yeah! Yeah. It's like the one, uh, smiling Sam Albee, he was cracking me up, coming out in, into the fight, and he's just, like, pointing at the, <laughs> yeah. where the fans would be and everything. That was a pretty funny uh, one, too. That was good. Oh, but, but yeah, yeah, so it's just like it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I saw the article on the Athletic yesterday. Uh, the survey, the fan vote survey. Uh, apparently, it gets done by uh, I can't remember who it says. Oh, this uh, the Athletic actually ran this survey. I'm not gonna go through every question. If you're an athletic, athletic subscriber, check them out. Mm-hmm. It's this is a, it's a good article. It's really funny. It's run, written by Ryan S. Clark as usual. Mm-hmm. My favorite, though, my favorite question of this whole article was uh, about Comcast. Surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah. And it was... uh friends. It was... Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, come on. Oh, no. Where'd it go? Oh, there it goes. When will the altitude... When will altitude reach an agreement with Comcast? Uh, 75% of the answer was, does it matter anymore? <laughs> Normally, like Ryan it. would write a little blurb after every question. This one, he just goes, "Okay, then, moving on." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was dying laughing. It was so good. Uh, that's good. Um, I mean, he's not. They're not wrong. We're no, not wrong. No, it was so good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So there, there, like, there's some interesting questions in here. Some, like, one of the ones that I found pretty funny was, uh, do you, do you think the Avs are legitimate Stanley Cup contenders? And somebody said, "Still too early to know." Three three point three percent said still too early to know, and it's just like, would you need them to be in the cup final? Like what? <laughs> um, At least it's only three point three percent. Yeah, ninety six percent people said yes. So it's okay, just like, well, okay. okay, we're on the what same is, page here. I don't know who the hell's <laughs> still too early to know. What else um, do you need to see, folks? <laughs> yeah, uh, very odd. The, the uh, another one that kind of fell up on that one or followed up on that one was how long do you think it'll take the Avs to win a cup? And the majority of people said in a year or two, which I, if I this, like the optimism, if this group is going to win, it's probably in a year or two. It's probably true, right? It's going to have to be like before Kale McCarr gets paid. Cause that boy's going to get paid. 
It's going to be expensive. And some of these other players, right, too. Like, there's a lot of, you know, after next year could be interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the window's probably the most open right now. Not oh, that it's sure. going to close after next year, but it's uh, looking, you know, the best it's looked since probably their last cup. Another crazy answer. I, I'd say crazy just on the fact that, like, I have no problem watching Avs games, whether it's illegally or on NHL <laughs> Live or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Um, but the numbers are, like, way down on this freaking um this uh the survey um was how many abs games did you watch before the contract disputes and it was like 60% of or 67% of people said more than 30 games and then uh how many games did you watch after and it's like 43% of people said more than 30 games so it's just like that's that's a pretty big chunk of viewership that just disappeared even though we still have access to all the illegal streams and NHL live or whatever. But at the same time, like I get it. Like I, I totally get it for people that don't want to pay the price for like their regional sports channels at home and then pay for NHL live, especially when like for me, like for us, obviously the abs are out of market. Every single game that's not not nationally televised is on NHL live. Yeah. Whereas if you're in Colorado and I'll, I can speak from experience with this. Like I'm a Leafs fan. You get nothing. Yeah. It's just right. Like if you're, if you're watching it, if you have an NHL live and you're watching and you, and you expect it to be on, like obviously right now, because there's no nationally like altitudes, not covering everything or sorry, altitudes covering it, but not every um, network. It's a little different, but like for a Leafs fan in Canada, like man, there's so many games that are on national television. Like it's if they're playing on a Wednesday or Saturday, the odd Thursday, like it's almost always nationally televised games. It's ridiculous. You pay, yeah. I pay for NHL Live to watch the Leafs, and I get twenty five games. Yeah. So and it's just like I'm gonna spend two hundred bucks to watch twenty five games, or I'll just illegally stream it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's just like. But that's that's again the the reason where I'm just like it's kind of it's crazy to me the numbers that like how far the numbers went down for who watched the games just mm-hmm. because like but then again like I get it there's a lot of people that see illegally streaming and they're like yeah I'm not doing that plus you know I'm sure a lot of people don't even know where to look for that that too so and yeah so it's just it, it's again it's it's unfortunate I've seen this tweet before and I've seen articles on it before it's just like. Of course, the contract disputes happening right now while the Avs are doing what they're doing and yeah, going on a run. It's exactly just, right. It would be so brutal if, and obviously from now until the end of the year, if it's playoffs, it's nationally televised games. You're not gonna have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, but think about how many people are gonna be tuning into those. Yeah, you're like you're not gonna miss the cup run, but you're gonna miss the previous seventy games or the majority of them if you just didn't watch. Yeah. And that's part of the experience on being involved in a cup winning team. Like that's what makes it, that's what makes being a sports fan, a sports fan, right? You just get so invested, right? It's sad to think that that many people haven't seen this season, right? Like what? And, and it's uh, not like, again, it's, it's, it's not only an avalanche problem. Obviously it's the nuggets. It's going to be probably the um, Rockies and stuff, right? It's just, 
man, it's, it's brutal and it's just a pissing contest between two big companies and it's just, well, multiple big companies, but it's just brutal, man. It's mm-hmm. just, yep. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, another one of the good questions on here was on a scale of one to five, what's your confidence level in Bednar and the coaching staff? Uh, the majority Ooh. of people voted four out of five. Okay. Which I think yeah. is exactly how we feel too. Yep. I'd right? say. Like, think back, thinking back to like the first bump in the road in like November. And we got on Bednar for sure, yeah. right? But for the majority of the time, like his line combinations, his line changes, all that stuff has been on top of things. And and when and who the, to put in that night. Yeah, that too. His, his use of the farm team and yeah. you know the the roster that he's got has been fantastic i think they've been i think they've been fantastic right like yeah. I, I they're not they haven't been perfect i don't think you're ever going to get a perfect coaching staff i think that's crazy yeah I, I think that's a that's a myth you can't have like a perfect season as a coach no. it's just not going to happen but yeah. yeah i mean for the <laughs> most part i think he's hit the nail on the head on so many different you know yeah combos and everything that you just talked about yeah um here's a question i'll ask you i i I don't know if this is a fair question because it's obvious the answer, but who was the best offseason acquisition made by Sackick? Uh, Pebs, Burkowski, Donskoy, Kadri, Dinshushkin. I mean, like, I don't know. That's actually a little bit tough, but I would probably say Burkowski. All right. But you're, you're in the minority. Yeah. But, but not I could, very much. I could see Kadri as well. Yeah, so Kadri um, was fifty four point five percent. Not really surprising. Yeah, I mean, it's when, just, when it's you t- when you say it, who was the best offseason acquisition? Clearly, it's Kadri. Like, yeah, like he's the best player. It's not a hard. He probably had the most overall impact, and it just sucks because he was injured for quite a chunk of time too. Um, but I guess Burakovsky was too. Burakovsky Every, though, wasn't like, everybody injured on this team at one point. That's the like, thing, really. Holy it's just. Shit. When you look at it value wise, though, Burakovsky was a, is a stud. I know, like just like Almost every time this, I look at the stats, I'm like, man, he's third on the team. This whole Let's... list, though, right? Like, Kadri was Kadri's production wise the best option of the bunch, mm-hmm. but he cost the most. Yeah, Burakovsky was the next best, I believe, or was it Donskoy? I can't remember, but yeah, Donskoy too. Regardless, like right, it, that's pretty close. Donskoy is the the money is expensive, but like. The acquisition cost was nothing. Mm-hmm. Bad Belmar was basically well. He was free. Obviously, he was a free agent, just like Donskoy. But the money's not that Barely much. Cost and then Nichushkin is just found money, and it's there's no there's no question that he was a diamond in the rough that worked out incredibly well. Um, I don't know how often it happens that you go into a season, especially like it's not like that was that's quite a few acquisitions, right? And it's not like you're not paying a lot for it, but like those little transactions that all turned out positively is pretty impressive. Like we've we've been on Sackick like all year. Like we've said it, praising the crap out of him. And of course, we've said him. it before, right? Uh, aside from the Codger trade, this summer to me was a lot of meh with what Sackick did. But mm-hmm. then it's just like that is exactly what this team needed and it fucking worked so well. Yeah, it was just like, you know, a couple little retool. You don't need pieces. to go trade for Eric Carlson just to make a splash. Just Yeah, like, and you don't you don't need anybody else for that top line and they no. didn't do that and yeah, it all turned out pretty peachy. Uh, who was the biggest surprise this season 
Berkey, Graves, Frankie, Makar, or Chuchi? Uh, Chuchi. Chuchi. 50% Chuchi. of the vote. Fucking easy, man. Yeah, exactly. Right, 100%. But I don't think that's really fair because Frankie should have a lot more love. Yeah, for I think, sure. Yeah. I think Frankie deserves a lot more love. I think Ryan Graves deserves a lot more love. Definitely. Kale McCarr, it's not really fair to say he was a surprise, which nobody did. He was the lowest on the on the list. Uh, and then Berkey, it's just like all four of them deserve love. I mean, yeah. It's a like, really good question. They all stepped up their play, uh, like barring, I guess, like Kale McCarr. But like every one of them took their games to a whole another level. And I, honestly, I think Kale McCarr did too. And well, that's the thing about Kale McCarr is he didn't surprise. It doesn't surprise me that he's successful at this level. It surprises me how fucking dominant. He is. <laughs> yeah, like he he's he's not just there in support. No, he's there creating like everything. Like him and McKinnon are the creators on this team. Yeah, and everybody like, else is right. And we we said it right when obviously like obviously the abs hurt when. You lose Landeskog, you lose Rannon, you lose Cogger, you lose Donskoy, you lose Burkowski, whatever, right? It, it it doesn't just go away. Like they they don't just oh we don't really need them. We don't you don't have the uh, the oh we don't we're too rich for this like the Tarasenko argument. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like the Avs went from being able to deal with it to just having nothing when they lost McKinnon or Makar, right? And it was just like, man. Yeah. The two of them helped each other so much and helped this team so much. Yeah. It's just nuts. And obviously you expect that out of McKinnon, right? Yeah. But the fact that Kale McCarr is doing that as a rookie, and yes, we'll get into it, but the argument between Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes, that's a very similar argument, and Quinn Hughes is doing the very same thing in Vancouver. Yeah. Right, it's and true. it's like you can't just be like, well, that's why he's got to win the the Norris or the the Rookie of the Year, the Calder, because Quinn Hughes is doing the same thing. Yeah, right. That's why it's it, a tough it's, call, man. It's crazy to think. So I was, we'll get to that, but like the article that we shared on Twitter from the NHL with the McCarr getting love from other other people around the NHL. Mm-hmm. It's it, it brought up it brings up the fact that Ekblad's the last rookie defenseman to win the Calder, right? He was the only guy. Yeah, that like, year was he a was the only year, A. Right? He was the only defenseman, and B. Like he was just a man amongst boys in that rookie class. Yeah. So it wasn't. It's not really surprising looking back that he won it, especially when you look at the draft. Like he yeah. was a first overall pick, and it was like was that this kid's year too. Maybe I think that was his first year no, too. No, Ekblad's been around longer than that. Yeah, Barzal. No, you're right. Younger. I'm trying to think because there's one forward who like was kind of up there, but. I can't remember. Anyway. But he was a clear second, right? And, but, yeah. But this is the crazy part about this year where not only is it a defenseman at the top, it's fucking two of them. Yeah. And, like, like really impactful defenseman. Like. And the only thing that's going to stop this from being, like, a career-long, like, uh, Crosby-Ovechkin rivalry is the fact they're not in the same division. Yeah, true, true enough. And, I mean, you know, you never know in the future, but they're yeah, you're, true. You know for a fact that they're going to be compared probably throughout, like, their whole careers. Probably. Just based on, you know, same year, same class. Um, What prospect are you most excited about? Newhook took that 44.8%. Probably, Uh, Byram was the second at 37.7. Not really surprising. Mm -hmm. Yep. But at the same time, like, 
I think the only reason for me that that's true is the seasons they had. Mm-hmm. And, like, if Bowen Byram would have been really good at the World Juniors, I think I would have flip-flopped this. Yeah, and he kind of But Newhook was didn't really good show up. in college. Like, good. Like, oh, really yeah, like, good. like dominant. Like, yeah. Right? So it's just, it's it's easy to have him at the top. It's like sure. every other day, man. After every game that Boston College had, it's just like, Newhook had two goals and an assist, and they won 3-1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Weird. Hmm. Um. There was also, one more you know, um, just to throw it in there too is, uh, oh my gosh, we talked about him last week. Anunan. Oh yeah, I yeah. Think that's he's... pretty exciting. Oh yeah, one thing I didn't mention last week that I wanted to, I can't remember the exact number. I think it's two hundred fifty-nine minutes though. Oh, his shutout streak. That he had right. a shutout streak for in the Finnish league. 259 minutes, which is an all-time record in that league. And he's 18 or 19 or something. Like, yeah. Like... What? That is ridiculous. So, it's, he's, he's getting me excited. Like, that I, excites me. Too. I think the only reason he's not higher on the list, this list, I think he's fifth, is because he's a goalie, right? And yeah. we just he talked just, about it. We yeah. just talked about it before we record, started recording. Uh, the NHL has been doing a bunch of, like, uh, redrafts. And they just got to the 2012 redraft, which was Vasilevsky, Freddie Anderson, Hellebuck, uh, Matt Murray, and Corpus Allo were right. all in that draft. And just looking at like where these guys guys got drafted, like Vasilevsky got drafted 19th overall, clearly, clearly far and away the best player in that draft. Just he's a goalie and he's a stud. Mm-hmm. Like Vesna multiple times in his career, I would guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you have like Freddie Anderson, who was drafted like in the eighties by the ducks. And then like Hellebuck was 120th and stuff. And it's just like, again, it, we've talked about it. We talked about it last week. Goalies are insanely hard to pick and insanely hard to develop and all that shit. So it's just like, again, I've said it before with like the Leafs and put Justin Pogge, like yep. Justin Pogge was a stud. He was a stud in Calgary when he played for the Hitmen here. Yep. He was a stud when he played for the world junior team. He got to the NHL and just did nothing. And he's not the first, and he's not even close to the last guy to do it. Yeah. So it's just like, I hope and pray Annan doesn't do that. Yeah. But, man, the numbers he's putting up compared to just... It seems like goalies that are doing that haven't been faltering as much lately. And I feel like also fingers factor, crossed, hopefully, right? Yeah, and like the factor of him actually playing against men right now, I think it makes a big difference I, too. I agree. Like you see goalies that perform really well in AHL, you know, and then they like eventually some of the overseas. It's like probably an easier transition yeah. than like that. Being said, though, most of the time um, I feel like that happens anyway. Though AHL goalies of the year don't really seem to do anything in the NHL either. It, it, the percentage is hella low. Yeah, it's probably pretty For goalies low. of the yeah, year in right. the NHL. So it's just like, it's weird. It's, it's a weird transition. The thing is, is AHL goalies of the year, part of the problem is you have to be a fairly senior guy because you have to play a lot of games yeah. to get that, right? So I think that's part of the issue. I bet you if you looked at like 25 and under guys that won AHL goal of the year, I bet you it's a lot different. Yeah. I yeah. bet you the, the senior guys skew that number a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm just spewing shit out my ass. I don't know if that's actually true right now. Yeah. But again, right. That, I think when you go back to the question, right? Like I think, and, and I think the reason that you're not excited, excited about him, a is he's a goalie and B the fact that he plays in Europe. 
Yeah. If he was doing, if he was doing that, like imagine he had a shutout streak like that for the Eagles. That would be everywhere. The whole NHL oh. would have known, right? Like everybody on the continent. Would yeah, it would have been a gong <laughs> show if he yeah, did that, right? For sure. Uh, so you know, it's just it's crazy. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised Martin Kaut didn't get some more love. Yeah, I mean, oh man, I really started to like his game too. I I did too for sure. I feel like I feel like he's definitely got a place on this team in the next you know coming years here. So. For sure. Yeah, I mean, the the prospect pool for the Avs is not lacking no in, in which, any way which so. is awesome considering that we just said that the abs window right now is like most likely they're going to win the cup in the next couple of years well fuck this could be but uh, <laughs> i'm not putting the cart before the horse here but yeah. like this is exactly what chicago did i mean this is uh this is how you build a dynasty right yeah. this is how you build a a perennial contender so don't overpay if they got to, if if you got to overpay or let them walk or trade them, you trade them and let them walk because you have prospects to fill the hole. Right, and, that's and what I you feel gotta, like you got to keep doing it. And Joe Sakic is develop is drafting. He's drafting the the talent. It's just they have to develop into pros. Yeah, and I feel like also <clears throat> you know most of this. I, I I wouldn't even hesitate to say almost the whole team wants to be here. Like I, I don't see any of these players you know, come contract year and two, three years want to be like, I, I want out. Like we heard yeah. Nathan McKinnon saying like, I'll take another pay cut. I want to win with this team. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like most of the people on this team are like that. And it's probably thanks to people like McKinnon and Landeskog who just bleed maroon. Yeah. And like they're, they're all about this team and they put everything into it. And, you know, leading by example, this is how, this is how you make like really good teams and Stanley cup winning teams are leaders like this too. So, I think everybody wants to be here. Yeah. And it's like Kadri too, right? He can't, comes over. He has no idea that he's coming to the Avs this year. No. Nope. Guaranteed he never wants to leave this team right now. Yeah. And he didn't want to leave Toronto, right? The guy's exactly. from the area. He's a loyal dude, right, too. He he was – he the reason – he's we've talked about it here, but he he's talked about it. He said no to Calgary Yeah, because he hoped that if he said no to a trade, he just wouldn't get traded. Yeah. So it seemed like, like Calgary Flames fans were butthurt because they were like, wow, he said no to Calgary. But then it's just oh, like he, he clarified it and was like, just I just didn't shot. I just didn't want to leave Toronto, man. It's yeah. not my fault. And but again, he's from London, Ontario, which is two hours south of Toronto. I used to live there. Uh but the dude he could have came, he could have sulked. He could have came here, he could have been disappointed and mad that a team gave up on him and all this stuff, right? Because that's quote yeah. unquote like anytime you trade a player away, it's cause you gave up on him. If he's if he's valued, right? Like Tyson Berry, it's Davs didn't give up on Tyson Berry. It was a case of Kale McCarr, Bowen Byron were coming along. See you bye. Right. Um, but right, he could have sulked. He could have been bummed out. He could have been disappointed of what like the the stuff that went down. Mm-hmm. But instead, he came and crushed mm-hmm. when he was healthy. He absolutely crushed it. Right. Yeah. And it's just. Yeah, man. He was. Ah, he had some really good games this year. Yeah. Yeah. I miss him, man. Like, it, it feels like forever since we actually seen Kadri play, right? Yeah, like, he, he was injured for how long? It's like, man. It just is so much, so much, so, so much sad. It's so, so, so much sad. But, yeah, I mean, oh, man, just talking about this team again is just, oh, it's getting me excited again. Like, Nishishkin, I, man, I just, it was such a pleasure watching that guy have the year he had. Choo-chee. It was so fun to watch him. Like, Oh man, just the dude that everybody had pretty much written off. This there, guy comes in this year and he's like a dominant 
There's like, no performer. way that Sackick doesn't re-sign him, right? Oh, I don't think so. Like, how how could you not? I mean, he's got arbitrates, but like, there's no way that arbitration the arbitrator's giving him any money. Like, there's no way he's giving him an astronomical amount. Well, I yeah, like I after having like it's literally like a season and a partial season at that. I feel like he's modest enough to accept a lower. I don't know if you could say even lower value than what he's worth, but a value that he's worth for what he's performed. Like he had one good season. That's the thing. Like, I think if you're, if you're Val, I think you take, I think you take a million maybe just to play another season. And if you crush it again, like if he does what he's doing this year and you know, his shooting percentage goes up, his Mm -hmm. breakaway percentage goes up, (laughs) his, I should score. This goes up. Yeah. Uh, and he ends up with like he, because what, what's he at right now? He is he has 27 wise. points, 13 goals, 14 assists. Yeah, so... In 65 games, but if you think about how long it took him to get going... Dude, He didn't there score is, a goal for, what, 95 games? Total? Val Nechushkin could have been a 20-goal guy easy. Yeah. Easy this year. Yeah, for sure. With, like, without changing a thing, if he gets more finish, he's a 20-goal guy this year, right? Right now. Yeah. If he signs... And that's the thing, like... I, I think a million is cheap. Like, I think a million is undervaluing him for yeah, sure. Yeah, But again, like, I'm just hypothetically like, throwing out a number that, like, it's under two, in my opinion, yeah, for sure. Yeah, even if, you know, you'd take, like, a year for a mil and a half but, like, or something. But, he could, like, he could, if he gets on this team again and does this again, or maybe better and should be better next year, dude, he can all of a sudden be looking at, like, a five or six million dollar a year deal somewhere else. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's going to be with the abs. Yeah. But it like somebody could pay him that for sure. Yeah. If 20 goal guys make fuck make 4 or 5 million now. Kevin Hayes. <laughs> That's <laughs> I haven't talked about him in a while. We haven't. No. <laughs> uh right? So it's just like, yeah, exactly. it, it, it's if he just builds himself up with some consistent seasons at least two in a row, man. Teams are desperate sometimes and again it's UFA markets. If you get into a good UFA market now, this year, maybe next year is not exactly the greatest. Maybe, yeah, yeah, for maybe sure. it's a two-year deal he takes. Maybe it's a two yeah. million two-year deal or something. Which I'd be fine with that. Yeah, right. Four million over two years or something. Like you, you never know. I, I, I there's no way he doesn't sign here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's at least got another season here. But again, you start looking at this, and you start looking at just the roster of players the Avs have on forward, and it's just like. I don't know if there's room for all the guys I like. Yeah. Right? Because, like... Especially assume, when we were just talking about Newhook and all that. Like, yeah. Well, obviously, he's... Go- coming up yeah, here. obviously, like, he's going back to school next year. So, like, yeah. we don't... Obviously, he's on a roster spot that we need to worry about next year, but the year after, for sure. Yeah. Uh, But you got, like... You got Ranton, you got Caudry, you got uh, Matt Calvary, you got Carl Wilson, plus you already have 11 guys signed NHL deals right now. Uh, Kamenev, he's not going anywhere. Nachushkin, he's not going anywhere. Tyson Jost, they might trade him away because they just don't have room for him. But I think that's crazy. Like, I think for the amount you have to pay him, I think that's, like, I think he's worth holding on to. Yeah. I mean, uh, other like, people, what are, how much are you even going to get back for him? Who knows? Yeah, right. I just, I don't think it's don't worth it. Like, he's an RFA. He's an RFA, and you're not going to let him walk because he's, he's 22. Like, yeah. that, you have to be insane. Lots of potential there still. Uh, Burakovsky, he's got Arbright's, ne- like, this summer, which that's the question mark. That I could see. I could see him getting some money in arbitration for sure. Big time. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not, like, not a lot, but, like, he's getting a raise. He's at three and a quarter now. He's getting a raise. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt Nieto's a UFA. Vlad Nemestikov's a UFA. But <laughs> you think they're not signing Nemestikov? Nemestikov, man. Like, just another nail. Like, oh, Just man. another perfect trade. Man, he filled in so well. He came in and he just looked like an av. Dude, I, I think we talked about this, but, like, imagine they didn't make that trade. How different the end of the season, quote-unquote, would I mean, looked. he had an impact. A he, lot. He scored some important goals. A there. lot. Yeah. And, right? And, like, and his pressure and his... Yeah, he he fits this team so well. He just molded it's just right nuts. in. It's just nuts. Yeah, I mean, just another beautiful pickup. Right? So it's just like, eventually, you're just like, man, there's just too many guys. Yeah, there's too many good guys. Like, but Nieto's yeah. probably on the outside looking in just because yeah. numbers. Like, yeah. I don't, he did nothing wrong. Yeah, no, he was fine. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's just it's a t- for a team that had no depth a season ago. Yeah. To now a team where we're like, uh, there's fourteen so forwards depth. on this team. Like, <laughs> some of the most depth in the league, guaranteed, as we can see from those goal totals, and we experienced it all year long. And I didn't even mention Kout, which he's an NHLer. Yeah. I mean, that's why you know this is oh, we. We better freaking get a playoffs this year because this team, this team is definitely built for a long run. Like they we've, they have the support all the way through the roster. We've like, talked about it before. You have to have a team that outperforms their salary number. This team, players. this team does that in spades. Oh yeah, like all you you don't even have to look any further than the top freaking point getter on the team. <laughs> who, by yeah. the way, it's pretty insane. Like. You 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 look at some of the other players in the league and you're like, yeah, these guys had some crazy good years. McKinnon missed time. He played 69 games. The dude got 93 points, <laughs> like with like different teammates every night. Like, yeah. he my was... buddies are all you know injured, and I'm just here scoring. Yeah, <laughs> like we uh, were we were gonna do grades today. We were gonna do I know, grades we on just, the players. We talked about a lot of players though today. That was good. Uh, I was like. We talked about doing our own like player grades a couple of weeks ago when we had an episode like this where we were just talking to each other. Mm-hmm. I don't really think we need to because we just be saying a lot of the same shit we say all the time. Yeah. Like, oh hey, do you think uh, do you think Kale McCarr is an A plus? Well, maybe. Uh, you think <laughs> Nathan McKinnon is an A plus? Maybe. Yeah. Like, Miko mm, Rannon, eh, he's he's probably like a B because you know he just didn't have a great season while he was healthy, but that's not his fault. Yeah. It's just a whole bunch of that, like. The rose-colored glasses are in full force, but like, what's not to like about most of this team? Right. Like, oh, Nikita Zadorov's a, a D. Oh, wow, surprise! Like, like, I don't think we can give you guys grades that are entertaining because everybody feels the same way. Like, th- yeah. there's not like there's nothing to grade that's really surprising. Like, oh, am I gonna go off the wall with Tyson Jost? Ooh, who gives a shit? Yeah. Right. Like. I'd love to be able to be more like I'd love it to be more entertaining to do grades and actually be entertaining about it. But like, what is there to grade on this team that's going to be surprising? Yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, I just I love this team and the like, fact the fact that we've talked to other people about other teams for so many episodes in a row, aside from last week with Spencer. Yeah, it's. Numbed me in a way to the fact that we're not getting hockey right yeah. now, but this episode today, 
I just I miss hockey. I miss the Avalanche. I miss this yeah. team. Yeah, this actually today oh. today actually really got me excited again. I think I and, need to... and it's plus seeing UFC yesterday and seeing this live sports going again. It's just oh, it gives me goosebumps, man. Yeah, because oh man, knock on wood, it's got it's got to come back. I for me, I feel like it's only a matter of time, and we got something special here to watch. And I feel like. Man, it's just going to be so interesting with having everybody healthy on every team. I feel like hopefully everybody is staying in shape, obviously, but I feel like this could be a pretty memorial or is that the right word? I don't know what you're going for here. Uh, mem- memorable. memorable. Jesus. Ooh, close. Pretty uh, <laughs> memorable playoffs. You know what I mean? It's already memorable. Who the hell is going to forget this season? This season of shit turning upside down. But, <laughs> you know, like it could be a super interesting playoffs. I also need a lot of hockey because uh, I got laid off this week. And right. Yeah. Shit. I was already planning on watching all of the hockey games while working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You bet your ass I'm not moving my, yeah. I'm not moving my fat ass off the couch. If there's yeah, legitimate if hockey back, on, yeah, because yeah, if they continue, with I'm watching saying three games a day or some every shit. second, yeah, dude. of every game. If Can I, you imagine too how fun that'll be? Just to sit there for you know nine hours straight watching hockey. It's every gonna day? be like watching the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like you're, I'm gonna need another TV. Yeah, just sporting events all day. Brett, yeah. Brett, I'm gonna have to borrow a TV. I was joking <laughs> last night, but I'm serious. Now uh, I'm considering. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's gonna be nuts and I, I need that in my life, first of all. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's gonna be weird. We were kinda talking about it last night with the fights again too, and it's just like obviously the T V rights aren't gonna change. Like they're the NHL's not just gonna make more money on the T V rights portion. But man, those advertisements on the boards, those are gonna be pricey. I'm sure they're gonna put advertisements in the ice. Like I'm not I like I just doubt big banners across I doubt, the seat. <laughs> it, legit though it'll be like it could happen. It it'll could be the europe like there'll be a car in the stands all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. but how how'd they even get that there eh, no it's there yeah um don't worry it's sanitized but at the same time we talked about last night like how many companies can actually advertise right now that are gonna like get sales because not nothing's open well yeah and also the fact of like who the hell's even watching tv right now because there's really nothing new on yeah, but that's the thing. If there's live sports on, that will be big time advertising. That is bucks. big Hell time yeah. advertising dollars. No I doubt think. about it. So it's, oh yo, no, it's cool too. I didn't even know this till last night. I may have heard it before, but yo, shout out to Manscaped because they also sponsor the UFC. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Which Manscaped. I guess yeah, we should probably give them a bit of a shout out in this Plug episode. Plug it in there. Forgot. Um. Again, the THPN code still valid, still all that good stuff. Check out Manscaped. Get your razor, get your ball trimmer, get your everything, your your beard oil, your whatever. Yeah. Get it's your Manscaped shape. stuff. Uh, 20% off is the THPN code, right? Free shipping? I believe. I believe. I haven't looked for a while. It's, man, they, they're crazy because, like, talking about companies that adver- or can advertise right now, they are advertising on literally Everything. Oh, dude! Like, I don't. What is the one thing I see? I don't know. Maybe it's on YouTube actually. But there's like minute and like three minute long advertisements. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen them. Uh, They're fucking hilarious. I think I dude. watched the one minute one. The one comedian. I can't remember his name, but he's like quite a not really well known. But he's got long hair and he's got a beard, and he's kind of like 
seems kind of like a stonerish oh, kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in one of the Manscaped like really long adverts, and it's super funny. Yeah, like oh, they do such a good job with advertisement. Man. So good. Their marketing marketing team is unreal. I can't wait Plus. again till we get our goddamn products to yeah. try them. Yeah, because I really want them. Yeah, I gotta test it out, man. Freaking Canada, gotta testy it out. Gotta testy it out. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like it, live sports, man. I just I need it. I need it. I need it to make my. I need it to make me feel better. First of all. And second of all, I needed to occupy some of my time instead of video games because we all know that my mind is going numb. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many video games you can play. <sighs> That's what they say. <laughs> but, like, I have World of Warcraft going. I have Oh, yeah, Call you're hard going. on that now, too. Yeah. I have Tarkov. That's going to be... Getting back into the rotation here. Freshy. Yeah. Apex is coming out with a new season again. So, like, that might get in the rotation. It's just, like, they say you can only play so many video games. But, like, if you have a lot of video games to play, it's like you changed the whole... Like, it's like you just did something else. Yeah. My wife went to work. probably making bank right now. So many games. My wife went to work on Thursday at, like, noon. And came home at like 11 p.m. and was like, oh, yeah, so you didn't move at all. Okay. <laughs> Ma, give me the cheesy purse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look like that soon. Just this is bad. <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a plan. Uh, for those that don't know, most of you don't because I didn't bring it up. I did the uh, Enbridge ride to conquer cancer last year, oh, which yeah, is a 200-kilometer right. bike ride. Uh, I didn't really train for it, and I basically died. Yeah. Uh, I've been joking around that I may train for that bike ride now, uh, cause I need to get out and I need to do things that are physical and that are, you know, when, when help. is that usually in the summer? It's right? in August. Yeah. I guess maybe that'll, I don't on. know if it like, so we, I was thinking about if it's going to happen or not this year and I, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anybody doing fundraising. The problem is it's a two day event and the night of the first day is the thing where I don't know if they can handle it because everybody goes and it's like, it's almost like a mini festival. Right. And you just camp. Like it's two people do a tent and like a small tent. Like you don't have six feet between you. Yeah. Uh, everybody's eating in close quarters and all this stuff. And every, it's a party. Everybody's together. I, that is not going to fly. So it's just, I don't think they can have the event. Yeah. It was fun. It was a blast aside from the bike riding part. <laughs> from killing my, um, there, man, there were people at that bike ride, and like I know people are crazy bike ride. Like people like, bike like, ride a lot. Like our buddy Grubauer, who apparently has been bike riding a hundred miles a day yeah. in Germany. So what? Hundred miles is what one hundred and eighty kilometers or something. I don't know. Which is what is. people did. People did. So the basically this bike ride is you bike ride from the city of Calgary to a town that's a hundred kilometers away, and then you bike ride back the next day. People did it, and they literally bike ride to this town and then back. Like you'd literally be on the same route. I was see going one way, going and you'd see way. people going back Holy to Calgary. I'm like, are shit. you guys serious? Like I can't even get up this hill. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gone. Oh man, it was it was insane. But at the same, like, and this is what I heard from people beforehand. It was like the better, the better, and more you train, the more you're going to enjoy the weekend, which yeah. is 100 yeah, yeah. percent true. It's probably good information my my everything was dying 
the next the, what hurts everything the morning the morning of day two was just like so bad <laughs> oh, i could only imagine the day after getting home oh, you like i just i didn't just go to work the next move, day dude. i didn't go to work on the monday and like everybody else that rode did and they were all like chirping me for it i was like guys like fuck you okay i want to like sort of weekend like i want a day off to sit on my couch and die <laughs> yeah yeah, so maybe that's what's going to get me in shape is I'm just going to pretend that I have the ride coming and I'll just train this year for last year, you know? There you go. It's a good move. You know, it's it's just a little late, but, like, it's better late than ever, right? That's what they say? Yeah. That is. <laughs> I, I don't know if that works in this case, but, hey. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, um, I don't know. I just, I need, I need hockey. I need hockey. I need, I need real hockey players. To talk, hey, first of all, talk to the media. Like, not not Skype. I want to, like, I want to see their faces I like, know, right? at an arena or something. Like, I just, can we, a training camp June 1st, John Scott, please be right. <laughs> can you imagine the world is going to go crazy if he was, if he's right about it? Like, holy He's going to just be like, he, man, the I told you so tweet. Oh, it, it's, it'll be, it's going to be through the roof. Oh, yeah. If he's right. Guaranteed. And then he'll add beside his name. I don't know. I haven't looked at his Twitter in a while, but it'll be like an HL analyst. I really hope he just re- like just joins on the insider. Yeah, someone someone's gonna hire hashtag him. Hashtag that. Um, yeah. Why can't uh, why can't I think of his name? The Packer shit babs. Uh, oh my god. Oh, oh shit. Commodore. Commodore. Yeah, Holy go. moly. My Commodore. Yeah. I just want I want John Scott to use the insider hashtag and just call it a day. Yeah. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> but anyway uh for those that stuck around and listened to the whole thing uh thanks for joining us and thanks for sticking around and enjoying some avs talk for once uh yeah uh, got us excited as usual if you're looking for more fill of your hockey stuff there's plenty of solo content coming out for the hockey podcast network with the house of hockey and Tales of TR and Heron to Hockey or yeah, Hockey Heron. Yeah, Heron to Hockey. You just said Theron Flurry on there. Hockey Heron. I keep flipping that around. Yeah. <laughs> Heron uh, to Hockey. Yeah, interesting, interesting transition. Move. Oh, I forgot to talk about Leipzig. Oh, oh yeah. Well, what a we'll idiot. What an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe we'll touch Conclusion, on Conclusion, idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what an idiot. What an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, we will catch you next Monday, and uh, stay safe, and see you then. We'll see you some hockey soon. I promise. Hopefully, hopefully. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.